Hey, everybody. Welcome to AST Radio, the official podcast of AspecialThing.com. I'm your host, Matt, and uh, I'm here today with Bob Odenkirk. How's it going, Bob? Good. Thank uh, you for coming by. <laughs> now, uh, a lot you. of people uh, are probably going to be excited about the fact that you're on this podcast. You're a, a huge figure in the, the world of comedy. But uh, we're not actually here to interview you today. What? Uh, <laughs> oh, you didn't know that? I'm going home. <laughs> oh, wait, you are home. <laughs> I, I am home. Okay. No, uh, you are here. Actually, I'm just here to introduce you uh-huh. so that you can interview uh, okay. Tim and Eric. Keep going. Uh, Who's that? Uh, they they do a TV show on Adult Swim. I like them. It's called Tom Goes to the Mayor. Yeah, good. This sounds hilarious. It is. Is it it's, supposed to be funny? <laughs> I, I think so. Well, you could ask them that. Okay. okay. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a comedy show. It's animated, okay. and uh, and it's and it's got its a season three premiere. Is that right? No, it's really season two. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Season Feels two, like three, but it's coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. So. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to let you take okay, it from here. here we go. <laughs> How about a little zinger like that? <laughs> okay. Here comes and, Bobby. And here we go. Well, wow, that, too loud. That, that okay, did not well, sound good at all. See, it's not so easy. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> hey, everybody. Bobby B here on ASU Radio. Uh, we're here with two guys. What are you guys, where are you guys from? Are you guys from Philadelphia? I don't have my notes here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shut up. Take it easy, guys. We'll see you later. <laughs> All right, um, it's Bob Odenkirk here, and uh, hello to to you, Tim Heidecker. Good to see you again, Bob. Hello, Eric Wareheim. Hi, Bob. Thanks for having us. We're- oh, <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Pleasure you can get off my lap, both of you. <laughs> okay. Um, wow, radio in the morning. And uh, <laughs> I just want to say. Uh, Th- thank you for making this show, first of all, and including me because it's been uh, a delight for me. I think I've told you this. Been uh, I've fun. been uh, slaving away making features for the last two years, and uh, it's really not not that much fun. And 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 I don't know if, if I can keep doing it, but I'm going to try. But uh, one the most fun I've had uh, working, I think, definitely has been doing Tom Goes to the Mayor. So how did this thing start? I got a DVD from you guys. Oh yeah, back. Tell in, that old chestnut. Back in uh, 2001, uh, Eric and I were making um, shorts over the weekends, just uh, little web films, DVDs, wow. web films, DVDs. Right. And um, you know we weren't taking it too seriously, but we uh, would send it to. We had it in a couple film festivals and uh, showed it to some of our friends who. Uh, thought it was funny, and um, I had this desk job in New York where I could just uh, basically waste, you know, my day looking at stuff on the internet. So, you know, we were big fans of yours, Mr. Show, and um, um, I basically made a list of like five people that I thought might get it, might get our stuff, and it was you and... Um, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. <laughs> um, and uh, Sherwood Schwartz. <laughs> well uh um, phil specter yeah i don't usually watch this stuff but i watched it and i liked it and and we will we will talk about it in a, more in a minute but first i want to talk about season two that starts on the fourth june 4th this sunday june 4th sunday when did, this might air after that okay well anyways the second season starts and like mr show you guys have really progressed the show is much better in its second season uh, not totally. that it wasn't really funny in the first, but you know you've just 
it's just grown so much. Uh, talk about some of the characters or some of the actors you have on in the second season because it the the guests are amazing this season. Yeah, um, it just went crazy second season. Just uh, some of the highlights for me: um, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee oh, Herman, yeah, did a great job. Legends. We just, we just finished yeah. an episode with John C. Riley, which is probably my favorite. Crazy Oscar amazing. nominee. Yeah, he just did. And actually, most of the guests we have, you know, play kind of small parts. Right here and there, but John C. Riley is just the whole episode. It's just nonstop. <laughs> One man show. It's yeah, great. We had a, a, a wonderful Gary Busey appearance as well, which um, an epic appearance. Epic. We got to talk about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most of the time, it, it takes people about forty-five minutes to guest to do their guest work on the show. Right. He was there for six hours. Six hours. <laughs> yeah. Was, and then he didn't. You know, most of the everyone uh, we do the the, vo- the voiceover and then we take their pictures. And uh, he did not have his pictures taken that day. He said, "No, nah, no, nah, uh, the character Red Harris is bald, so you have to find somebody else." <laughs> he also said, "I only I only work with thirty-five millimeter cameras. No digital camera." He when he stepped in our office, he had no idea what the show was, what he was about to get into, what he was doing. But we had about two paragraphs of dialogue for him. Right. Six hours. He needed a stretch limo, a particular kind of mango juice. Um, <laughs> it's a nightmare. Yeah, it but was, it was a great. It's it a it's great, so great worth it because if you if anyone out there is lucky enough to have seen the uh, ten minutes of behind the scenes captured on my uh, digital camera, uh, it's some really scary stuff. Can it can it go up on YouTube one day when he's gone? Okay, <laughs> can <laughs> I ask uh, himself to death? And uh, Todd Berry's on this season. Todd Berry plays another one of Joy's really funny uh, ex husbands and. Who's a, who's a, uh, Michael Ian Black comes back. Oh, Zach Galifianakis so comes back. Came back. Doctors out. Doctor Brian's Zach. back. Brian Posehn. Gibbons, Gibbons is back oh, twice. Nice. Yeah, and then we went kind of crazy. We had Judd Hirsch Judd, on. We had Judd Hirsch and uh, <laughs> Robert Loggia. Now a lot of people would think like, how do you get that variety of people and sort of especially the older guys who probably aren't that hip, right? You know, uh, and and uh, it must have been kind of it. This has been a a learning thing for you too about how Hollywood works. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, what do you want to tell people about how you managed to do that? Because well, it started just finding out, making a list of people that you knew, because that right. would be the easiest. And which uh, turns out we, to be a lot of people, it, doesn't yeah, it? About ten, <laughs> ten in the end. That we, but it was yeah, that was the first thing, and and I think having people like Jack Black on the show made it. He was the first person to be on the show with Kyle. Made it. Um, so that we could call somebody like Judd Hirsch and say, well, you know, Jack Black did the show. And then they're like, oh, I know who that is. And it's not just two dicks in their basement. You yeah. Know? So um, and then it was like once we had that ammunition, we could it was just a matter of calling agents and saying what we do and sending a, a reel over. And a lot of them didn't know. But, you know, when you think about it, it's, it's an hour out of their day. They're making a little bit of cash and it's fun. Like most of these people like doing fun stuff. Why and, did Judd Hirsch do it? I think because um, we um, offered him a little more than we offered somebody else. Right. <laughs> we let him know. Yeah, true. The He's the highest that, paid yeah, we had to give celebrity. Him. Here's the thing but, that you, that's interesting is like, first of all, actors want to work. You know, unless they're having right. a heyday. If they're having a heyday, they don't want to work. Right. But once their heyday is over or, or their, their super busy time is kind of over, they realize, well, I just like acting, you know. I, I'd like to get paid a lot, but I'd also like to just work instead right. of sit around, you know. And and uh, and then the other thing is like, you know, I, I called a lot of people 
one when the show started and I knew them or they mm-hmm. knew my they knew Mr. Show. Right. And, and then as you go along, like a guy like Paul Rubens, didn't he know the show or did he watch it? He watched it on He a, definitely knew Adult Swim and he watched it. Yeah, we sent him a, a DVD and he loved it. He thought it was great. Yeah, he, and he, he, gets he got it, it. He's got right a good away sense of like, humor. You know, and he's just like a groundlings guy anyway. So, you yeah. know, he just likes funny stuff. And, and you know, a lot of people, when they come in, they think they're just doing a, a conventional cartoon, just a voiceover that's going to be over some kind of drawn character. And they're really confused once they get in, in the photo room and we actually start taking pictures. But most of them at the end, they're like, that was really fun. You know, they've yeah. never really done that. They never had to pose and keep their mouth open. And I mean, someone like Robert Loggia, who had no idea what he's doing really in there. But once he started acting and making the whole set laugh, and he, he just, just had perfor- a great he was, time. He's performing for the five people in the room, our assistant and the photographer. He was just like he was probably when he was in high school doing a high school play. He was <laughs> being a ham. Yeah. And uh, it was cool to see. And the stories uh, this season are are so funny. Um, the one where – there's one where you guys, uh, Jeffy, were – the town uh, decides to get a sea serpent to uh, attract some tourists, and it goes wrong right away. <laughs> there's not a there's not a second of sort of yeah, this is going all right. This is a good idea. It goes from just the idea to just destruction and horror, and that's actually what you showed at, at Death yeah. Ray last night, which uh, I think it got a really great response. Yeah, it seemed like. we uh, I think the two big things this year was we uh, the, our art. Our art department kind of changed, or we we added to the art department and brought in some really talented people. That um, not to diminish the first season, but they got everyone just got the art and the edit just got so much better at making the show. Yeah, and they got they were able to make it faster, and um, that it enabled them to do all these great you know visual. Yeah, the show while it's still not animated in a traditional right. sense is it moves more visually well they feel very cinematic a lot of them they feel very filmic and um with the scoring and i'm personally know. surprised by the fact that it seems to have been it seems challenging still to to an audience to watch that because to me you know at first it's a little jarring but i feel like right away well, I'm me, but uh, <laughs> like right away, I start listening to the jokes more, right? And the jokes are good, and the characters are good, and the characters are played real dry and mm-hmm. quiet, and and so it fits that these things aren't moving as much, and that you're you're quieter, and there's more tension, so you're paying attention to smaller things, and and so, uh, but it, it does. It, it I do think the second season. Is easier to watch, more fun to watch. Definitely. Uh, I think John, uh, do you want to talk about John for a second? John Kreisel, who is an editor on the first season, now is an editor, director, producer, um, just kind of manages all the craziness that comes in. And and I think uh, the, the the second season we've kind of uh, you know found the right balance of a lot of the live action versus some of the animation. I, f- I feel like there's a good pace this season. I mean, one thing that I think is a big obstacle for people is to see these static images and then cut to a, a commercial and then come back to this world. It's just something that some people are just not used to. But I think this season we threw a lot of live action stuff in, a lot of the married news, trying right. different things, a lot of commercials with you, Bob, and different yeah. awesome video characters that come well, in. Let's talk out. about the stool one. Oh, my God. It's this probably is, one of the best ones. Oh, I done. love this episode. This is uh, Undercover, where Tom is the mayor convinces Tom to uh, to become short 
and well, first of all, back up. There's a start. Yeah, we, we got to back up. There's a start. The married news team does a news report about how there's too much starch right. in the school food. It's a big problem in town. It's a huge problem, <laughs> and so Tom comes to the mayor to to worried about this, right. worried for his sons. And uh, the mayor convinces Tom to get surgery, which Zach Galifianakis right. is the doctor, uh, get surgery and get shrunk down sort of. Legs cut off. His legs cut off <laughs> so that he's, he can go undercover as a kid and at his school. Voice and his voice changed. <laughs> so he can go undercover into the school and eat the food. And then they can test his stool right. to see if because, there's a lot of starch in it. Because for some reason we've decided and everybody in the show's decided that starch is a bad thing in your diet. Well, Tom has, been, Tom has been testing his son's stool for weeks now, and he's been detecting this because he saw an infomercial, which Bob did, right. testing this new easy starch tester, right. which is a very complicated thing. You, you have to you dip this thing in, a st- in your stool and enter in these numbers. You have to lick it first. <laughs> yeah, you have to get it wet before you stick it in your poop. <laughs> it's, it's one of the best infomercials I've ever seen. It's just... but, but then um, Tom uh, goes undercover. He spends some time in the school. He eats the food. A little girl falls in love with him. But what is, the funny thing is the the persona that he takes on as somebody in the school as the bad boy. He becomes the bully, and it's like why he. There's so many levels, and this is when you were watching it in the last couple of weeks. We just lost it because there's so many levels of things that are wrong about this episode logically. And, and I mean, Tom has to beat up his own son to fit in at school. And then he makes he apologizes to his son. But in the apology, he realizes that Tom loves this. And he, and he finally feels right he admits being, he, yeah. being a boy and falling in love with this girl. And, he fits in. And that ending, that last moment is equal almost to me. I think it's equal to me. I laughed. I cried yeah. when I saw it. I laughed so hard I cried. And, and, it's, and it's equal to me. The, the hardest I laughed before that in my life was the a crazy bird, bird coming out of the toilet in porcelain birds. Porcelain birds. <laughs> yeah. The bird that just goes, <laughs> yeah. comes out of nowhere and screams at you. Yeah. And it, it, this made me laugh just as much I, as that. I got to say one of the biggest moments in this whole project was two times that we made Bob cry. That was, yeah, after times. watching this undercover episode, we just look over at Bob and he has his head he down and breathe. he's... He can't. He's just shaking his head and crying. He, <laughs> it's so, it's so dumb. shocking and dumb. <laughs> it's, it's kind of what you expect, but it's and it still, starts. It, I love that it starts at a level that doesn't make any sense too. It's like I and it's Tom and the Mayor both saying, "I heard about the starch problem." Yeah, I heard about that starch problem too. It's really bad. <laughs> like what everyone. starch problem? Yeah. Are there potatoes in the school? I, I and why couldn't the mayor just have gotten? A sample of the mashed potatoes at the school and to determine them. that there's starch in there, <laughs> or somebody could have. You know, but in here's there. here's what I want to point out is that those are two episodes: Jeffy, the sea serpent yeah. one, and and starch. That kind of when we started this, you guys, uh, I, I I I argued with you a couple times about how you have to kind of do the same thing in right. every episode because right. you right away wanted to trash the sure. uh, format, mm-hmm. which is Tom goes to the mayor right. and suggests something. But I think in this new season, you found an amazing mix of sort of sticking to that format enough that it's a show, that it that it has this right. form. And then these episodes that either start there and veer off or, or don't start there, and, and it doesn't feel like they overwhelm or, or – or that you drop your template for the right. show. Um, I would say but like, there's, there's got to be four or five episodes that don't 
follow that template. Right. They become and they're amazing stories. Episodes. You know, I think we started to embrace the idea of coming back to that, just the very simple Tom goes to the mayor. In the last five episodes that we've yeah. done, we start, and then we, we started to really appreciate what that lo- that little moment is every single time. To start yeah. with those it two also, guys. I mean, I think it's also, when we tried to go away from the format, with the constraints of the 11 minutes and the kind of humor we're trying to do, it just become became too hard sometimes to start somewhere else or to make it a different kind of show. It's so easy. To, how are we going to set this up? Well, they're just in their office and they say what they're going to do. And then you can go to the rest of the show. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to start with the backstory about why Tom is in the mayor's office. Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, David and I, I, I know I told you this when we started Mr. Show, we didn't come out and say hello. Right. And just- we didn't want to do it. And, and uh, Bernie Brillstein, my manager, said, you have to do it. Right. <laughs> you have to do one thing at the top of the show <laughs> that's the same. You right. know, Python had the it's guy. Right, right. Because otherwise, every week it is just craziness. And you don't know where it starts or ends. And, and sort of TV, you know, I mean, it's not. It's, it isn't really a bad thing. It's a fun thing, and then right. you can work against it, and you can it can create uh, tension and stuff. But that one episode is amazing, where Tom's son dies. Yeah, that starts in in the mayor's yeah, office. The, but oh my god, that whole episode is just like a meditation on this insane uh, situation and this horrible. It's it's you know it's the character this little frozen animated character is really feeling terrible. Yeah. But and what we know of his life is that you know that it's ridiculous. Well, the comedy I think in it is that um, we of, sure, of course it's it would be sad if you lost a child, but the way that he deals with his sadness, the way he sort of flaunts it and um, and behaves in a, you know just loses it. Is you want to feel bad for him, but then you can't because he's acting like such an idiot. His, yeah. well, his, his grieving, poem is his grieving, awesome. Yeah, his, <laughs> he, he reads a poem that is the worst poem, <laughs> longest, <laughs> longest worst poem ever written. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so great and how how bad it is. Yeah, and it and switches it, sort of styles and goes into old I, English. I've been looking at it. Rec- <laughs> I've been looking at it recently. Like it's Tom's attempt at being, you know emotional about this loss because in reality he's overcompensating yeah tom yes. is tom's <laughs> had this stepson for maybe a year and a half you know but Shouldn't he be goes upset. so overboard to show the whole town how how sad he really is and he's just flaunting it everywhere i think maybe the fun like you said what made you laugh the hardest made me laugh the hardest there was the he's dry at some point he's gone so over the edge he's driving around town with a, <laughs> a sign on top of his car that's the size, it's about the size of his car itself with a, with an arrows pointing down the sign says guess whose son died <laughs> he's just driving around town like you asshole it's so sad but you just don't you, oh. and it never give it never quits man it right. never quits no no and you and, see you go into we go into some of the mayor's life in this one mm-hmm. oh yeah it's and the then first. you see the mayor and the mayor isn't out of his mind yeah. he goes home and he's like right. a normal guy <laughs> You see some definite secrets behind the man. You know, it's such a smart show. I, I know that my name is attached to it, but really, you guys run it and you guys, you know, write it. And I just, it, it's just been an amazing experience. It's what everyone dreams of. I, I a lot of my friends talk about, you know, shepherding projects. You know, I'm just going to put up a sign that has my name on it. Shing- my shingle. <laughs> People are going to come through and young 
upstarts. And <laughs> they're going to have great ideas, and I'll slap my name on there, and give I'll fix notes. I'll give them some notes, and I'll and, and you know we there was a I did a lot more work when we started. We spent a lot more time yeah. together. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And and but then you know you guys just really run your show. It's like Mr. Show. You know, David and I ran that show and everyone asked us what was going to happen and how it was going to go and you know, but uh, we and but I'm saying this we didn't have any to your credit. I mean, you but we Eric and I had no <laughs> to help us. <laughs> well, that's maybe why the first 3 seasons didn't work. So, it's kind of true. it's <laughs> uh, absolutely true. Uh, I mean, but, but that's what you did though is because we didn't know how to write a show when we got this offered to make this show we've never never made anything besides these little five minute things we've made and we thought you know i remember writing the first the first version of the pilot was like a um it was like a movie 70 pages long for 11 well here's the first 10 pages about is about tom's trip from his house to the mayor's office you know (laughs) and like and you were just looked at like and then we had like 15 ideas of uh future idea shows and and you're like, just do this one here. This just do one of these dumb ideas, and just make that the show. Don't make it about how is Tom, how did Tom meet the mayor, and where did he come from, and just jump into this world. And that makes me think so much of like studio executive notes. Yeah, yeah. Where they go, I like the movie, but I mean, I mean. The one guy's here, and then can we just see him driving to the other to his girlfriend's house? How does he get there? Uh, why do they know each other? I, yeah. I don't understand. I don't buy this. You know, uh, but it's yeah. You think that you need that you stuff, don't, and then you realize, you yeah, know. you got a real. You got to think about what you need and don't need. It can be hard to figure out sometimes, right. but you know, um, and we would write the comp- most complicated stories that had. B plots and C plots and and well, I really, eleven minutes. I like, actually think I overcomplicated some of the early stories. I really think that well, I, it was one fun. thing I did wrong was sometimes I would come in and you know maybe I'd this is where you put in the piano music. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I didn't trust you enough. <laughs> Uh, no, seriously, I, I think uh, well, we, we I think got, I did overcomplicate. We wanted some you stories, involved in the show because you're, no, you're known as the, a man uh, with a million voices. And we wanted oh, to have that sort that's of right. uh, Mel Blanc. Well, we only How had much the budget. Is a million again? <laughs> is that over a hundred? Because you could Bob could do thirty, forty different voices. You wouldn't know. Are, which are some was. of those are some of those characters here today? Um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> burpees. Burpees here. Wow, that's just one of a million. We wrote a lot of burpee in the first couple scripts, but the network didn't. Hey, <laughs> what about me, Barty? Uh, Come on, I, you guys cut it out, uh, <laughs> guys. I'm there's sorry. There's actually one man. One, it's, well, Eric and I, and, uh, you are here, but there's just Bob here, not nobody else. You guys, I'm really sorry. First, <laughs> let me apologize for Burpee and Farty because they're you guys. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> ah, they won't stop, uh, and I'm really sorry. Anyway, I spent a lot of time writing apology notes for <laughs> them. <laughs> I'm, I like your Old Scotsman Burby. now. That's my favorite. You do. He does a lot of the Scotsman well, on the show. Mm. <laughs> the Welshman, the Scotsman, w- Northern Scotsman. Yeah. Please, right? Place it. <laughs> Welsh, um, you the Scotsman. Um, yeah. So it's a. It's just an amazing season where you, where you've taken it. I hope everybody watches. Uh, 
Um, I wanted to talk about um, – there's other things I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about Cartoon Network briefly. Sure. You know, people always talk about so, – sometimes, uh, you know, people put down HBO because Mr. Show ended. And there were things about our relationship that were unpleasant or, or just didn't help the show. But obviously, they put the show on. <laughs> they made the right. show. And nobody else would have. And certainly let us make it the way we did. So – that's amazing and and great and 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 I think Cartoon Network has operated my interactions with them I've told you are, are a lot like HBO was back then mm-hmm. HBO's changed because they've had so much success and it's right. it's sad but success does change you because now they have this massive audience because of the Sopranos and Sex and the City who they now feel they have to keep right. and they can't go back can't and experiment. and do sort of loonier stuff cuz they would lose these more uh, middle of the road people who who got caught on to these uh, you know good shows, but Cartoon Network is is Mike Lazo is pretty amazing and and, and daring and and Very will, daring. willing to really just jump out there and and take a chance on people and let them yeah. let them run. He must be like the old studio the old studio boss template was, and you know of just this guy who sort of has control over the whole night. Of what goes on and what doesn't, and he goes purely on his instincts, I think, and a couple of people that he respects. Yeah. I mean, it started from the very beginning when we sent him a DVD, and Tom Goes the Mayor was a four-minute little sketch, and all we wanted was some interstitials. He's like, "How about a show?" I don't thought we don't a- do interstitials. Hey? What about a show? You know, what about one of our eleven-minute shows? And, and let me just tell you that, you know, there's a lot, a lot of executives who say the things he says. You right. know, they they just don't follow through on them. Right. Loads of people say. You guys are the artists. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then they hit you with 300 notes and are mad at you for not doing them. I mean, he, he says, I, I don't know. It's your show. You're the creative person. Mm-hmm. He might give you some suggestions. <clears throat> and if you don't agree, you don't do them. And he doesn't, he really doesn't have a problem. He, he did interact a lot in this second season. And I think it was interesting how. It really seemed like there was a little bit of a, a communication breakdown and a misunderstanding that was very hard to get over. But you guys made a real effort, and he did too. And and, and I think a, the show got better. And in a lot of yeah, the ways, they, they really were did. dead on right about what they were having it's to say. It's pretty amazing, right? Because it seemed like, what are they saying? Yeah. What do we? And, and then we kind of you guys hit on it. You went down we there, figured it out, and the network helped. Yeah, they had patience and, with us, and and they were honest, and all their notes were. Which at the time, you know, you take it so personally. And you're like, no, we're laughing. You know, we're having fun. We think it's great, and it's hard to hear them say we don't think it's great. Yeah, I mean, the basic gist of the problems was when we started season two, we just started making the show so crazy and abandoning everything. From... We were kind of bored of it, I think, and we were trying just to entertain ourselves. Yeah, not it got worried. really in our own heads, <laughs> and they were just basically like, just chill out. Just have like parodies there. <laughs> yeah, the, we can't parody the show. Already. The beginning of the second season. People don't even know the show yet. And and we, we feel like they were right about a lot of that stuff. And at the end of the second season, I think we just nailed it with the, the right combination of lunacy and it was it, the the, la, the, la, uh, the other thing not that, to say that the first couple out of the second season are they're funny they're funny they're, and they're great. Be great and they're going to fit great in in the season now yeah. the way <clears throat> when they're sort of spaced out amongst right. all these shows but um one of the things is it it's hard to describe it was very hard to put into words the way in which it was a little bit um 
off well, the, at, at the beginning. But, yeah, I think. But you guys arrived at it, and these the last you know seven episodes are amazing, really, really funny and solid, and and they're all, the whole season is great, and it's just uh, it's hard. It's to just talk been a great about, relationship. It's hard to talk about when something doesn't work and try to figure out what it is about it that doesn't work, especially with this kind of comedy because it's so subtle and you know one beat longer makes something work or doesn't make something work. And, right. You guys, uh, one of the first things I asked you when I called you was, uh, I don't know how I put it. Yeah, who do you know, right? (laughs) Who are you? Well, basically, who are you and who do you know? Who are you with? You know, what group, what affiliation are you with? Yeah, because I couldn't, it was a little hard to grasp that two guys just on their own had developed uh, a sensibility, a shared sensibility done all these different pieces there were a number of different mm-hmm. very different pieces right. in format and looks some slightly animated some all, all live action mm-hmm. um just very different but they all shared a sensibility all the pieces on your dvd right. that you sent me and it's just hard to conceive of a of anyone getting that much material done so it took you time, a year and a half, two years, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and spending that much time doing comedy and not being in, in comedy. a comedy scene like in the New York scene. Right. I figured you'd say, well, we know David or right. we know all the guys here in New York. And, right. And, and then it's also interesting that you did develop sort of on your own because a bad thing that happens when you get in a scene is that you start to copy. You can't help it. Mm-hmm. You start to copy your friends who – who are finding stuff, finding rhythms or finding, uh, you know, points of view, uh, perspectives on things. And you just can't help it. I mean, when I started doing stand up, and, and then when I went to Saturday Night Live and I do stand up, I mean, I, I just liked Kevin Nealon's act so much that I, I started sort of channeling that, sure. uh, delivery and stuff. Right. But, um, you guys didn't have any of that in your comedy. You didn't sound like anybody, and but you progressed. You developed this voice, and I, I, it was just amazing that you did all that you did and got as far as you did with uh, just on your own. You know what was that like uh, doing that stuff? Did you feel like are we serious about this or just goofing around? Or well, when we started, just trying to make each other laugh like well, i think one of the first things out of, out of when we were in film school together we made a lot of little short films for college ish mm-hmm. when we got out the first thing we did was we had a we really wanted to have a cat film festival right where people submit their films about cats and then we made this little promotional thing for it and i think that was and we just kind of did it for us and for our friends and david loves the cat film <laughs> festival yeah i should put that up so people can see. Yeah. I think there was, you know, like a uh, stigma about comedy for us that was like, you know, as much as we loved your show and Monty Python and Andy Kaufman and that kind of stuff, we also kind of hated Saturday Night Live, what Saturday Night Live had become, and we hated stand up um, and all. Stand, yeah, like There's the brick wall stand up that was on TV, and it was like it, being in comedy meant you were being you were like Robert Klein or not Robert Klein, somebody you know, like. Um, you know, somebody that we didn't identify with and we didn't really know about an alter, like an, an underground alternative comedy scene. And there wasn't, a, you know, in 2000 or whatever, there wasn't channel one one or there wasn't, uh, you know, YouTube with people putting movies up and thing. a special thing that, you know, so we were just doing it kind of isolated on our little Island, making stuff that we thought was funny and commenting on stuff that we wanted to 
because we didn't we weren't going to go out and make serious short films about you know and they had they had like murder mystery no target you know there we didn't make them for anything really so i think that that there wasn't really even a place to show them ourselves yeah so did you think of yourself uh yourselves more as filmmakers (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say it's that you went to film school did you think of yourselves more as filmmakers than like comedians or, or comedy makers yeah, I don't know. I mean, we made this. The Tom goes to the mayor was the first thing we made, and we made it as a joke or just for a project, something to do, and then we submitted it into uh, a museum. No, a museum put it in as an exhibit, like, yeah, a, like video. a video art kind mm-hmm. of exhibition thing. So we were much more in that side of it than you know the Caroline's Laugh Factory kind right. of side of it. Being, yeah, I mean, you and it started with like. Like just doing prank phone calls, doing conceptual, you know, writing stuff, that kind of, you know, not really thinking about how are we going to take this to Fox. I think that, you know, it's it's hard to describe uh, or, or to to ex- express how uh, people come at comedy uh, in, in a, any way that they can and it's – and it's a lot of times progress takes a very long time for them to find their voice and, and to grow in it, you know. So it's pretty amazing what you guys have done. And also the mix uh, between seriousness and sort of responsibility and craziness and looseness that you have. Because, you know, um, it's it's easy to not have both of those um, together at the same time. You know, there's a lot of comedians – really funny, really inspired, who can't do it, on, show up on time and get it done. Right. And they're almost afraid of that. They think if they worked at it, then it would be no, then it's not magic anymore. That was a big thing, early thing that you kept saying to us, because we would, Bob and I and Eric would meet a lot for a couple of years before we got Tom Goes the Mayor, and you would just give us all this great wisdom and advice. And, and it was like your advice was like you just have to like you guys are great at sending stuff and calling on time and mailing things in the re- you know that have an, a return address on it. <laughs> yeah. Like it's so obvious and easy for us. I don't know what it is about us that makes us a little. It's it's true. We I mean we get DVDs all the time with no label <laughs> at all. No no with letter of an introduction like how, or and people really trying to get a shot with. But we were obsessed with – I think that one of the first things we sent you at, we actually invoiced you. Yeah, but that was so funny. <laughs> and just the balls to send me that. We were nervous about that. A lot of people would think, I don't know if my joke's that funny. Yeah. You know, or I was nervous about it. Is he going to get – it was so funny. <laughs> An invoice charging me for the DVD that I asked him to send. And, <laughs> and then um, – And shipping and a promo signed picture. Yeah. <laughs> it was an expensive yeah, package opened up. <laughs> and, and the other thing I'll say that's that's great is that when I would give you a note in the beginning, yeah. I was amazed at how you would take the note in its spirit exactly, mm-hmm. but do it your own way. Right. And I know I told you this because yeah. it was just really an amazing thing. Most of the time, writers, when they're starting and even when they're older and they just – if they get a note that that's new to them or that something they haven't done in their script, they either resent it so they just put it in in a crude way right. and make it stick out and look like a you know forced moment, right? Or they don't have anything to add to it. They're they're intimidated by it or whatever. You guys should just take my note about a story or a moment or whatever and come up with your own angle on it. But it would fulfill. It wouldn't. It, 
a lot of times too, if people change it, then it doesn't do the job right. that you were saying you need to do right now. You know, yeah. uh, focus the story or bring it together or you right. know whatever it needed to do. Right. That's I think, pretty amazing. I, I think it's amazing to see people that are just alone doing something, singular artists. Yeah. And I think the thing that works great about a partnership is that, and maybe the reason we've done well, or the reason I've done well and Eric's done well is that we have each other, not to sound like Matt Lauer and Katie Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like yeah, to have that. to bring up the to have nation's that, tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> to, to have that kind of bouncing off of and checking in with another person right. constantly about just getting to the point where we decide to send stuff out. And it's also just, creatively going like, well, th- that's not what I want to do, but, right. but that's what you want to do. And then finding these great compromises that it's, make it better. And, it's a lot like David and I. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're very different mm-hmm. and we can work together and we we can always, always find common ground. Right. The only thing that becomes hard and one of the reasons we don't work together as much, although we did – we are writing this Mr. Show sketch movie and it's really funny. It's been a blast to write. Nice. I mean we just – it's just like Mr. Show. I mean right. we get together. We'll write a scene tonight. Right. We don't have anything and then I'll just go, what about this? He go, that, uh, and we right. have a scene like right. two hours later that's right. pretty good. It's as good as anything we wrote on the show. <laughs> and uh, it's just uh, amazing to have that kind of – uh, partnership. It's rare, I think. Very rare. Um, I don't think you can force it. I don't think you can make it happen. It, it's just uh, strange. Lucky. I got to say, some some of the most fun times was when you know we would write the script and you would come in and check them out and have your notes ready, and then we would just make stuff up about the town on the spot. Yeah. Those. I don't know. For, looking back on it, when just dreaming up what was going to come up next or how to make that work or what commercial is going to go right here or why Tom's doing this kind of thing. And you know what else? I I told you guys this, but working on movies and I hope this doesn't turn out to be an insult when you see my movies. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, I'm doing my best with them, folks. <laughs> I really am. Uh, it's a very tough business. Uh, is the piano music ready yet? Yeah, get it going. <laughs> but... Uh, I, I think I've done a good job, uh, and one of the reasons is doing Tom Goes to the Mayor because every week has been just confronting story issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's joke stuff, and I have fun doing that, but you guys handle a lot of the jokes. Yeah. And even if I pitch a joke, a lot of times you'll turn it your way, which is great. But, um, you know, a lot of what I do is sort of more story stuff and right. and how to bring some, and, and it's pacing, gotten me pacing. to think – uh, in the in those terms, which is so important in in movies. Right. Now that I've said that, you're going to see my movies and go, <laughs> you learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch how horribly some of Tom Goes the Mayor's pace. Some of the shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they're good. That's cool. So you feel like, Bob, you, f- you feel like you've actually learned stuff from oh, them, yeah. even though you're kind of I've a mentor. Learned a, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from doing this the show. student has taught the teacher. <laughs> Isn't that a Ken Stevenson? <laughs> um, and it, yeah, I have. Uh, I got a lot out of it. And I just got to laugh every week and, and so do many... silly stuff. You know, I, could, I, I, I enjoyed Mr. Show so much. And I even asked myself, why don't I keep doing that stuff, you know? Because mm-hmm. I can do it, and I still mm-hmm. like it. Uh, but I feel like 
I did it. I don't know what to say. I mm-hmm. did it on Saturday Night Live. I did it on Ben Stiller, and I and then I did Mr. Show, which to me was everything I'd learned put together, mm-hmm. and then with a great partner and and I, I I don't know. You know, I mean, you gotta try to surprise yourself and do stuff that uh, involves you. And and even though what's taking up a lot of my time now, and and I don't know if I'll be able to continue on the road I'm on because of it, is this sort of negotiation crap with executives and and dealing with money people and just and even negotiating between actors you know Mm -hmm. like what do you want okay i got a pitch for you i hope this you know keeping people's egos Mm -hmm. propped up and it's uh orchestrating this whole thing which is what directing is um that's interesting to me i'm working in a new capacity yeah um, I don't know if it's really that rewarding. I've told you guys this, yeah. you know. I, I mean, ultimately, I'll do this new movie that Will Forte wrote. It's it's really funny script, great cast, and and I'll probably do another movie if I'm lucky after this. And then I, I don't know whether whether I'll keep making films. Mm-hmm. Um, you must get to a point where that becomes easier, though. People say that, but I don't see how that happens. I really don't see how that happens. I, I actually think that's what a job of a director is. Right? How can you walk on a set? I mean, only really get, Woody Allen can do it. Right. But you even see him. You see people like Woody Allen and, and the Coen brothers, and and people who just churn out the movies. Um, you you just see pieces in their movies where you believe that they kind of dropped. They just stopped caring a little bit. They just went, oh well, whatever. Not Woody Stick Allen. He's not. He hasn't made a stinker yet. I might want to look back on his filmography <laughs> because they only have so much control. You know, right? You, you, it's such a big operation, and it Compromise. takes so much to get everyone involved. And you got to get money from all over, and then it's got to go out there and please enough people in some capacity. And that was nice. Nice about Tom is that we the budget was so small. And there's such flexibility with the way that sh- the show is made, and the executives were so cool that we could really never really have to compromise on anything we wanted to do, and yeah. we could constantly change and experiment with different ways of doing an episode or doing a joke. And uh, you know, we we had we we never said, "Wow, oh, we can't fin- we can't do it, right. we can't do what we wanted to do there." Let's just move on. Yeah, I remember Bob. Us being like, oh, wouldn't it be great if Tom did this? And, and we're like, oh, we just don't have time. And Bob's just like, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> what, do whatever like it takes. Nike slogan. And you're like, you're right. <laughs> you just stay as long as you, you stay all night and yeah. you get get it done. Right. And, but we'll probably never be able to do that again. I mean, hopefully we will. But the more the bigger a show gets or the more complicated you make your show. Yeah, um, but I think that it, it's also part of the learning process. The first year and a half on any show is going to be brutal. If it's an interesting show, if there's anything new about it at all, it's going to be tough. You're not going to have all your production pieces in place. Mm-hmm. You're just never. I mean, this new show that you guys are, you're going to do a pilot or you're going to do a couple episodes do, for us. Some episodes. A couple, couple episodes. Yeah. They're going to be brutal, I yeah. think. Yeah. Cause you know, you'll have to do know. it for a year and a half before you go, here's my team. They get what I say. When I say do this, they get how to do it. You know, um, and here's what we need to do the show, and you'll know how to do it. On Mr. Show, the the first two seasons were brutal. The third season was really hard, and, and the fourth season was great. I mean, we went to work at 
9.30 and we went home at 6 every night and we had all weekend off. And that was amazing. And, right. and because we figured it out, you know, and so I think that's sort of the start is always that way, right. you know, and, uh, I, I also think another hugely beneficial thing of having Bob around was our first year out in Hollywood and dealing with business and talking to the network. Yeah. And we, I mean, we had no idea. All we had was our agent who you know, has a certain agenda, but there's so many times that Bob has just come in and been like, no. Just here's how you should probably handle this, yeah. and it's usually turned <laughs> right. out, and it, Boy, it's helped out in huge ways. Well, I've uh, I've I've done all right, and I've gotten my ass kicked a lot too. So you learn a lot from that stuff. Yeah. You learn a lot. Yeah, it's weird. It's like you know, just working is sort of success. That's one thing to keep in mind. Right. I mean, it's it's the Three Stooges rule. <laughs> That's how they live their lives. You know how they never got job more than they never got more than their first. Oh, I thought uh, you meant the the story. No, it's a terrible. <laughs> no, they're always going to no, a new job. No, I mean, always be hitting. I'm talking about the Stooges, the real guys who, like, yeah, they signed never account. asked for more money. Right? They just thought. It, I mean, they're they out they of would there. say, no, nope, yeah. you're out. Yeah. <laughs> no we negotiation. Got, we got two other Stooges over there in the corner. <laughs> But, you know, you can't you can't lay down like that. But then, you know, so many people you look, here's the simple thing is like get something that people want, then ask for a lot of money. Right. (laughs) And people often mistake that initial excitement uh, for like a deep commitment (laughs) to your idea, (laughs) you know, and they go, all right, (laughs) you like my idea. Now you're going to have to do what I say. And and and. Then well, I'm going to pay out. for the place in Bel Air. Right. You said I, I got a TV show. I just spent a million dollars. Yeah, so uh, that's a that's to boil it down. It's sort of behind everything is like. Yeah, we're just grateful to that somebody's letting us play. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, this. this uh, I'm so proud of the second season. I've had a great time. It's it's, you know, between doing Miller Light commercials and, and killing myself making these movies, you know, it's been a chance to. Just be pure and and laugh and do the fun stuff. I I I don't know how to make that work within a bigger <laughs> system of ideas and pieces that things that I want to do, challenging things. But we'll see if I can work that out. But go ahead. You want to talk about something? Else? Uh, well, you got you mentioned a pilot you're working on. Can you tell us anything about? Oh yeah, that? let's talk about your pilot for Cartoon Network. Uh, well, it's not nothing's official yet, but I think we're gonna do a sketch show on Adult Swim. Oh, wow. It's going to um, be <clears throat> mostly live action, but a little bit of – they want a little bit of Tom Goose the Mayor is going to be in there, the Married News team. And I hate to use the word sketch show because it's not going to be a sketch show, but it will just be 11 minutes of funny stuff. You called it a potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> like, nuthouse. Cool. But um, but for it's now, two uh, Harry there's a second season of, Mr. Of, of Tom Goose the Mayor, and it's how long? How many episodes? 20? 17. Oh, 17. And they're running them – <laughs> 17 in a row every so sunday. from this sunday the fourth no breaks every sunday night 12 30 and um if they do well maybe you'll do more huh? some maybe more we'll do more yeah yeah, yeah great what i uh when he was talking about doing when bob was talking about doing movies uh i wondered have you, you guys a great radio voice oh thanks <laughs> um not so good on the internet yeah <laughs> no, but can you get this on something. the radio that's what yeah that's the goal um have you guys talked about doing a movie either a tom movie or something else 
Uh, Bob actually had an idea I, for the I, live action. For the I time. have an idea to how to how to do that yeah. movie. I mean, it's it's not mind blowing, but you know, basically you do it live action, mm-hmm. and it's uh, I, the only thing that sort of ties it together to the show is the story and the scenarios and. And then kind of the – I think that the the camera angles mm-hmm. and the cutting, and especially in the second season you'll see, are so uh, distinctive right. and different that that alone would make it feel like the same sure. show, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, you know, always really strong choices and – the sensibility kind of the show of spare. more than the look of the show, then that matters really anyway. Yeah, the show doesn't – Yeah. Well, it has your comic, Tim and Eric, your comic right. sensibility, which you even your videos before that had the yeah. same thing. I think and people I think, recognize it. You know, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is coming out with a movie that's going to be in the theaters. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about a Mr. Show movie. And I think it would be interesting if, if the Aqua Teen movie does well and the Tenacious D movie does well, then mm-hmm. there could be a, a renaissance of sort of midnight movie kind of sketch movies, like mm-hmm. just crazy underground kind of movie that, that we could great. make cheap and, you know. Yeah. And it would just, you know, it wouldn't be something for TV. You could go to see it in the movie theater and experience it with other people. Right. You could see us doing that one of these days. Like the Groove Tube. <laughs> you ever see that? Yeah. Groove Tube. Oh. <laughs> like Bunch it. of hippies. It's Groove Tube. <laughs> or Amazon Women on the Moon. That's horrible. I, never I saw, saw that, that recently never again. Saw it. It's, it was funny that when I was like 10. You, I you went and saw it? Yeah, that was in Kentucky. John Candy I didn't went and was, see it. Was Candy in that? <laughs> No, it was it was like John Landis kind oh, yeah. of uh, uh, B actors. Nobody really. I thought well Aykroyd known. was in it. No, he might have had a hand in it somehow. <laughs> Wasn't somebody like Arsenio Hall in the yeah, first yes, scene? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Arsenio was in it. Yeah. That's right. A young Arsenio <laughs> before the magic. Bob, can you tell us the status of the Mister Show movie? Oh well, we have not been able to get money for it, but we have a novel idea about how to make it and. Uh, possibly through Netflix make a, mm-hmm. a short version of it, like a, oh, a couple wow. scenes, yeah. and then maybe in a couple months make a couple more scenes. Cool. And then if, if everybody's liking them and they're sort of doing well in some capacity, yeah. get the money together to put it all into a feature and shoot some new stuff. So that's like a very long-term effort. But, mm-hmm. you know, movies are always that way anyways. Yeah. And, and for David and I, it would be a great way to work because – you wouldn't have to stop what you're doing for, you know, seven months mm-hmm. or more to shoot this thing and edit it and hope that this big shot works. Right. You could just spend a week and a half shooting and three weeks editing and month, two months and, and you have product that you, you know, that's your voice and it's fun. And, yeah. and it sketches anyways. They'd work. If you right. shot four of them, they're going to be great, you know, mm-hmm. or as good as they are. Well, that's my phone. <laughs> you want to get it? It's a private line. It's a David Cross line. Well, I'm going to move this mic over to the, the receiver. Yep. The hey, Mr. Bob, Show I, got a, I got an idea for a sketch. <laughs> what, what if we did it? It's got David's head right on it. Yeah, what, if we did a, <laughs> what if we shot two or three scenes and put it on Netflix? <laughs> Good idea. I also, I also put in a plug for the new movie I'm shooting. It's called The Brothers Solomon. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Will Forte wrote it, and he's in it with Will Arnett and Shy McBride and Kristen Wiig. And Mullen Ackerman, and uh, it's really funny. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, people real are excited about that. Real lighthearted, really funny. You're going to start. Let's go it to soon, prison. Right? Is going to come out on Thanksgiving with Dax Shepard and Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. 
I'm, you know, it was a lot of work. I'm proud of it. It's a very dark movie. I'm shocked that Universal has the balls to put it out. <laughs> uh, give them loads of credit. And uh, Tom Lennon and Ben Grant wrote it. Who wrote? Uh, who write Reno 911? They're great guys, and uh, we had a good time making that movie. And I hope people like it. So. You and Will Arnett are going to be like Hitchcock and Jimmy Stewart or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's your muse. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Um, so what else? Are you guys uh, working on any other things? You got the pilot. You got the – I mean, Tom goes to the mayor's taking up a lot of your we've time. We've been doing our own podcast, actually. Yeah, actually, I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, have you seen it? You haven't no. seen it? It's pretty funny. We I like. Think. We love doing it. Where'd it you do like, it? How'd you do it? Well, we got a video camera. I asked our, but it's just our a, website it's a if we could do a it's podcast. Not like, it's not like this. The guy never got back to me. It's, it's not like a I radio. Said, it seems so easy. Can we just do it? I'll come by with Jay and we'll talk. I'll come by with David. Come by anytime. And yeah, all you gotta do is shoot. Well, we have a we have an amazing editor guy that shoots it and cuts it up. And it's then, like a vi- it's like a TV show. We've it's been not sh- like a radio show because you can watch it, watch the video. Where do you see it? What's it on? It's on iTunes. You should just type Tim in Tim and Eric. Eric. There's three. Do episodes people pay up. for it? No, no it's, it's free. free iTunes. Yeah, and they're 10 minutes. It's basically... What is this thing? The computer? <laughs> you put it on your little iPod it's and you watch it's it It's a calculator. School. It's a calculator that's big. Calcucorn. It has letters on it? <laughs> it's a calculator with letters involved. Right. Yeah, you guys actually Weird. did the, one of the funniest things... Uh, ever? Uh, ever. No. <laughs> I, I, I love the LA guys thing that you did in oh, your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Which is like... Uh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff you're doing in the podcast is is just behind the scenes stuff. But then you had these guys, these these fake tan, wind blown guys, Armenians. just <laughs> running around yeah. like crazy. And that's kind of some of the stuff that you'll probably see on the next on the the live action show. Oh, cool! For Adult Swim is guys, guys like L.A. guys, just yeah, ass. I mean, <laughs> moving out to Hollywood, you see these L.A. guys. Oh, I think it's the one that's it. with a Z, so, by the yeah, way. Yeah, people. the one uh, keystone of our sensibility, I guess, is that there is it's so self uh, reflective. It's like very much about us. We're not. We don't really comment on the world or current events or politics. Right. It's usually. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's about our lives in one way or another, whether they're characters or real. Mm-hmm. I think that you know it's true um, about Tom too. I think, but the show. Yeah, yeah. I I think that the way you've made Tom a person that you know you know about his life, and mm-hmm. I kind of feel uh, for that guy. I think he's pathetic and hilarious, but I kind of feel for him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's great that there's this human right feeling towards this character and. I actually think that it's not very common on Cartoon Network. Or, not yeah. that it's you know really necessary because thirteen year old boys sort of don't need or want to care about anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think you see a lot of that in the second season is the human side of this his family and what yeah. Tom's trying to do. But you know, with tons of silliness yeah. thrown in there, yeah. but it gets deep into this this poor guy and a lot his of relationship cruise gary shandling yeah. is the guest yeah and he goes on a relationship cruise because he wants to keep his marriage make together. it work she, his wife does not go with him <laughs> yeah. he takes the cruise by himself the mayor's there on his own <laughs> uh, the mayor's on his own on the cruise too and they hook up and they become partners shenanigans and- in a fun way. And Sue. And Tom has gets in a little bit of zoo trouble at one point. <laughs> has to battle Brian Doyle Murray. Oh, that is the greatest <laughs> yeah. thing. And it looks so good. Yeah. That's yeah. Fun. Zoo Doyle trouble. Great episode. So a lot, a lot of people might wonder, like, how does that come out of your life? Like, some of these crazy ideas. Like, what, what is, how does that work? 
Well, I think, you know, the, it, I, I feel like it is like Mr. Show in a way, in that, like, Zoo Trouble, you know, there's a crappy zoo in Jefferson, and then across the street, this guy builds a zoo that's like a uh, hydraulic Universal, visual, Universal Studios. Universal yeah. Studios yeah. ride. It's not a zoo. There's no real animals there. <laughs> but people Holograms. love it. And that's, you know, that's... In the world, I mean, if you go to right. amusement parks, that's what's happening. And and Mr. Yeah. Show would do that too. That we would um, sort of reflect the world and refract it, really. Right. But all that stuff was there, you know. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's you know, we don't get into any person, any current events, or, or like direct political references to anything. Right. But yeah, everything has a base to it. You know, all the shows are rooted in you know in real family problems right. but the Mayor. solution to those family problems is something that only can happen in Jefferson right. like when Tom has to rebirth his all of his <laughs> stepson that's, that's, yeah but wait a second that's, that's based, based on a real thing it is, it is based on a real thing but it wouldn't be something that you would have to do to get a business <laughs> right. license <laughs> right. what I'm saying well like, there's two different ideas that's how like you know when you write you have an idea where what if you know Tom Tom can't get a business license and then you have an idea that's like Tom has to uh, rebirth his children, and you just yeah. marry those two, and you have comedy and sewage. We just like to how can you how can you make a, a cartoon about getting a business license? <laughs> right. We always <laughs> to us that we always so say funny. that every once in a while. We're watching it, we're like this. I can't believe what this cartoon with, with a capital C is uh, bringing up. We're just trying issues. to educate young kids. You know, Tom's, <laughs> right. bringing, Tom's bringing his uh, resume over to the mayor, and he's like, just because he, he updated the font. And in in white collarless, where he's he brings that over, and he's got this fruit basket that he coyly puts his resume in. It's all bananas. And, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's all bananas. It's all rotted bananas. <laughs> so, do you guys think you think of it as a kids show, or is no? It just, oh no, 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 not at all. It's but it's but surprising. Kids, that your young, kids love it, Bob. My kids love it. And my t- kids love it. I do have to watch out because some of the episodes are a little uh, the adult-ish <laughs> right. in nature, but not not most of them. No, they're um, pretty clean. And uh, they love um, Gibbons so much. I, <laughs> and and I t- I've told these guys, I tell my kids Tom stories on the way to school. They're yeah. like fables. And, and, and they're like Aesop's fables. <laughs> so Tom goes to the mayor and he... Uh, we want to put out. I don't know if we've told you this, but we want to put out a comic strip of Tom goes to the mayor, like a daily strip in the newspaper. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and it's just you know, the first three panels would be, um, you know, knock knock, hello, mm-hmm. mayor's office, it's Tom Peters, come on in, and that would be that would be the first That's week one. one. That'd, that'd be, you know, <laughs> uh, many months so just slow. to get to the story. So that would be great. Well. Uh, we, yeah, my kids love the show. We and find uh, from just people that write us and yeah. people on the internet. It's it's funny what it, young kids respond to certain things like the the weird dancings that we do or mm-hmm. the funny music videos, and then you know older people will respond more to just how awkward it is mm-hmm. the mayor and Tom talking. I think there's you know little things in it for. Yeah, it strikes everybody. me as one of those things that uh, I I liked comedy that wasn't for me. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, that I felt like I was getting away with something to see yeah. it. And, and I think your show probably works that way too. Even if they don't understand a lot of it, kids can sort of find humor in, uh, in some of the sillier stuff. Yeah. And I, we also are noticing people feel like they're part of this club for understanding and liking the show. I mm-hmm. think a lot of younger kids are like, I like that show because it's different and, and they feel this kind of like, 
they, they feel part of it somehow. And yeah. They feel, Adult Swim said it was the most polarizing show they've ever put on TV. And, yeah. That's, and that's, you know, why would you want it to be anything else than that? Why would you want anyone to to either love it or hate it? You know, you, I want someone to hate this or love this. <laughs> right, I, right. I'm happy if someone hates it because they probably have I'm, – I'm, that's not true. <laughs> we want everyone to love it. We, but it would be nice, but, you know, I don't, I don't want people to just be kind of – I don't want it to be like – you know, Reba or something that no one remembers or talks about or thinks about. Yeah. And, you know, Adult Swim is one of the few places that I think that uh, we don't, you don't have to compromise very much to what Tim and I, the, the original Tom Goes the Mayor, it's pretty much just an expansion of that five minute thing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're super supportive in keeping it exactly how we want it to be. Even Bob in the first season couldn't believe that how supportive they were of. Of, of how in, in insane yeah. you could go down this one like particular path. Of, it's like, yeah. listen, ne- get, don't get used to this experience because it, <laughs> right. it happens nowhere else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and just another shout out to Adult Swim. They're in promoting of this this second season. They're doing bus shelter ads all over L.A. and mm-hmm. it's featuring the, the Married News team, which is the insane what Tim and I do. Right. And it's a, it's just a picture of us, and it says L.A.'s only married news. And really <laughs> small in the corner, it says Adult Swim. Uh-huh. And initially, they just wanted to put that in Latino neighborhoods only. <laughs> so working with people like that is is pretty amazing experience. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. All right, well, you know, good luck with the new season. Uh, I want to thank you guys for being here. Uh, thanks so much for having us. Thank you. And uh, thanks to Bob. Oh, hey, you're welcome. <laughs> hey, is hey. that another character? Hey, it's Scotchy the Frenchman. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the show. Uh, check out uh, Tom Goes to the Mayor season two starts when Sunday, Sunday June fourth, Sunday June fourth, which is this Sunday, but not when you'll be hearing it. Um, uh, this uh, this could be up by then. So I think it'll be up. Yeah, it'll be up by then. And every every week at twelve thirty Sunday. Yeah, timandark.com. Check it out. Yeah. Derek Waters. And check out the <laughs> check out the video podcast on DerekWaters.net. <laughs> uh all right, yeah, thanks again. And uh that's the show for this week. And uh until next time, we'll see you on the board. Bye-bye. Bye.